Welcome to Why Filter Life. Today's episode, we'll be talking about dating in the 21st century. Wait, what? Am I really jumping back into this dating pool as a middle-aged woman? One of my friends is going to be on today. His name is Dr. Masoya. He is valued and appreciated. He has wit, humor, raw and real conversations. He has a talent for gathering the most genuine people and puts on the best oyster roast on Daniel Isle. His professional bio, Dr. Mazulia, graduated from Maryland, Wake Forest University School of Medicine, Duke University. Dr. Mazulia is practicing neurologist. He is a dedicated father of two, conservative, Catholic, proud Italian-American, scouter, avid sailor, environmentalist, world traveler, humanitarian, and one of my best friends. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for talking to me today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, do you know, um, before Ron died, you guys were friends. You did uh, Cub Scouts, your kid, my kid. Mm-hmm. And Ron really enjoyed that time with you and with the kids and camping and I think you guys became friends then. Yeah, well, I really enjoyed the time with Ron. He was a great guy, and I miss him. Well, you know, I I wanted to talk to you about dating because it's been six years since he died. Okay. And I am I've started dating, and this okay. uh, episode of our podcast is dating in at middle age in your fifties. You're fifty. You're not there yet, but you're a single guy. That's true. You know, and the reason why I'm doing this too is I want to I want this to be uh, generous because it could whatever we're talking about could possibly help someone or they might laugh about it. I don't know, but I'm just trying to be generous. And I want it to be raw and real. And I know that. Um, but when you're with us, your group of good friends, you open up and you get raw, real, genuine, and you do an awesome oyster roast. Oh my God, you do that what? How many times a year? Uh, a couple times a year, depending on uh, how things go. I uh... Sure. Integrating you. Interrogating. Interrogating. Thank you, Dina. Interrogating uh, you. Carolina, so it's a little difficult for those multisyllabic words to come out. Especially when you're a Southern girl who has a hard time speaking anyway. Dating in the 21st century. Um, yeah. Wait, what? This is weird. This is so weird. Um, it's different than before. You know, when I met Ron, he would, I met him at a party. I didn't meet him online. Yeah. He actually so when called. Did when, when, when did you meet Ron? In 1998, December the 14th, at a friend's Christmas party. Yeah, so you could almost say that you haven't dated in this century. Oh my God, I didn't think about it that way. Right, and it's very similar to me. I think I met my uh, now ex-wife in 1997. Okay. we married until 2001 or two. I actually honestly can't remember. Um, And that's when you lived in Winston-Salem, right? That's correct, Winston-Salem. Wake Forest University School yeah. of Medicine. So, you know, you are a, a physician now and a great catch. Well, thank you. Um, a dedicated father, mm-hmm. an avid sailor, Catholic, conservative, proud yeah. Italian-American. <laughs> I guess, yeah. You know, that's that's pretty cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're a catch. Okay, thank you. And you um, have wit and humor and you're able to have real conversations with, with me and our inner circle of friends, which I think is Absolutely. really cool. 
Okay, Dino, when Ron died, you know, I'll remember you, um, someone sent me flowers and signed it, Dino. That was me, I'm pretty sure. That was you, okay. I just wanted to make sure. And um, I was just reflecting upon that, and I know you know the stages of grief. Okay. Okay, but I had um, a hard time with anger. Hmm. I was in that anger stage for a long time. So why were you angry? I was angry because God took my husband and didn't take someone else's. Yeah, well, that's understandable. You know, and everybody around me, they were getting divorced or separating. I'm like, why didn't you take that person? Why did you take my sweet husband? So I had yeah. anger issues. So I had to really um, work with God on that and, and forgive him and forgive myself for even being angry. But I'm past that now and I'm starting to date. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess... Uh... Do you believe that this is something Ron would have wanted? I believe he would want me to be happy. I believe he would want, you know, me to find a gallant man, you know. Um, but, you know, finding someone that's going to treat you the way he treated me, that's going to be difficult. But I think, you know, like I was talking to you earlier about my self-fulfilling prophecy. If I put it in my head that I want this guy to be gallant, that I want him to, you know, at least have a job or be financially secure, be healthy, be a Christian. If I have all those things in my head and that's what I put out, I'm hoping that's what I will get. I don't know if that's true, but. Yeah, I, I think um, <clears throat> I understand what you mean by a self-fulfilling prophecy, but I think when you say it in that way, um, I don't think it'll happen. I think it's more along the lines of you are, trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and you will continue to do that until until you beat yourself sense, senseless people are going to be who they're going to be and you can't change them especially at uh, ages uh you know upper 40s and mid 50s i i think when you say self-fulfilling prophecy i think it's more along the lines of the negative where if you think you'll be alone forever then you'll be alone forever okay well that that's pretty cool. Thank you. So it that way. Thank you. It's okay. Well, that's one thing that, you know, you and I, uh, our relationship, um, you know, you say this a lot. You say, you know, it, it, uh, this, this guy that I met or this guy that I met, if only he could be like this, if only he could be like that. And if I wish long enough, then it'll happen. And my advice to you would be the longer you wish that, the the longer the fall and the harder the fall is going to be when you realize that that's not the case. So, you know, what I'm hearing you say is I'm not going to find Mr. Perfect. No, I didn't say that at all. What I said was, you know, you can't, you can't spin lead into gold. If you have reservations about somebody or if you think you have red flags or, or if your gut's telling you something, then... Well, shoot, woman at 55 or whatever age you are, you should trust your gut and move on and move on. Move on. It's not going to work. It's hard to move on. Why? Well, I've been dating after months, several, several months. Yeah. um, The following characters. Are you, Um, can I tell you this? You, I think, yeah, characters, you know, I I can't remember the name, so it's fine. So go ahead and tell me. We'll have characters, uh, the cowboy, the gentleman, the captain. I mean, act, daddy. Does he like ride horses and stuff? Uh, the cowboy? No. These are just yeah. nicknames I'm giving them. Nicknames that you're giving them. Okay. Uh, sugar daddy. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, slow down. Let me start again. So the cowboy. The cowboy, right. the gentleman. The gentleman. The captain. Uh-huh. The captain. Okay. The sugar daddy. 
sugar daddy. The hottie. The hottie. And the hero. And the hero. That's a lot of people you've dated. Yeah, in six months. (laughs) A lot. Okay. Okay, but of all those characters, there's two that stand out that um, I've been dating like more than, you know, three or four times. One um, one has the red flags. Sure. Who are they? Which characters are they? The hottie. Okay. But after getting to know him better, I mean, the red flags uh, aren't really red anymore. It's just caution. Yeah. Well, uh, what's the saying? Uh, Red flags look like green flags when you wear rose-colored glasses. And I do. I do. (laughs) Yes, you do. And so your self-fulfilling prophecy may be akin to wearing rose-colored glasses. Not to say that you need to be an eternal pessimist, but you do need to be a pragmatist. And you need to practically and pragmatically assess people. And you may not be doing that because of your desire and need and want for things to work. Okay. You can't will it it to happen. So I can't change people, huh? When was the last time you were able to do that? And if you were... Never. You're not. No one can. Can you bring out the best? Does the person that you're with bring out the best in you? Does the person that you're with make you a better person? No, but right now it's just a fun stage. Sure. Okay. That's fine. That will wear off, I'm sure. Sure. But it's just fun right now. I think, you know, um, you may not be getting to this, but, well, you tell me. You're 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 driving the uh, the interview, not me. So. Well, no. I mean, I, I'm. You're my um, friend, and you're talking to me as a single guy. You know, you got to have. We think men and women think differently, so it's kind of cool. You might some men. I think you know y'all worry about different stuff. You know, we worry about what shoes we're going to wear, or what are we going to wear when we go out. Do you got? Do you ever worry about stuff like that? Yeah, I'm worried about the shirt that I'm wearing right now. Whether I like I'm your shirt. Into it all or not to the party tonight. So. Yeah, I like your shirt. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, you know, when you're dating, okay, so when do you have sex? First date, second mm-hmm. date, third date, fourth date, um, fifth date, never? Okay, so that's a big question. Like, if I want to have sex with somebody, then I would think it'd be somewhere in the, you know, three, the third date is when the time, was when I think when the clock starts. Okay. And some people will say, man, if you're not having sex by the third date that that seems kind of early to me um but three's like where okay this is a serious relationship um we should probably move forward and around like or so it should be happening but if it's not then then you need to well not not that you need to quit but like you need to kind of like what is it that we're doing um so you mean like being committed or being exclusive after like eight dates is that what you're saying yeah kind of i guess that's kind of a weird thing i don't know it's um I don't know, Kim. I don't, th- th- this line of questioning is kind of weird because I'm really not sure what to say. Repeat the question again. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out etiquette and being yeah. classy as a female. You know, if you want to have sex the first date, go ahead, whatever. But I'm more of a person who wants to get to know you before that happens. But, you know, I just don't know the rules of the game now. The, the men want it or think it they should have it the first date, second date, third date, fourth date. You know, should we do this little chasing primitive game? You know, you chase me for four or five months. Let's date, you know, go out to dinner 20 times. What, you know, what do you men want? 
I think that's a big generalization and it's difficult to, to, to nail down. I think it really depends on the man, obviously. Uh, you know, I can kind of only tell you what I want. And, and even then, that, that changes quite a bit uh, from day to day. Um, I think ultimately in a relationship, you want to be with somebody that makes you a better person. And, and that's really it. Now, that's from a very like, you know, sensitive point in my life. But then the other time, yeah, physicality, sexual uh, relations and, you know, what do you call hotness? You know, that, yeah, yeah that's important. That, that is important. How the, the other person relate, and, and this is a big deal, I think, how that other person relates to your existing environment, meaning how does that person relate to your children, to your friends? to your parents, to your job, uh, to your ex, to, you know, your, your, your husband has passed away. I mean, the, the, all those things come into, come into play. And I think that's a lot different than when you're 20 or 18, because your friends are kind of moldable and, 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 and things change and you're growing forward. But now you know, I've been alone for almost five, six years. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I got all the stuff I want, you know, I have the friends that I want and stuff like that. I'm not looking to really change a whole bunch. I'm not either, but it would be nice to have like a life partner, a companion. Yeah, but that person needs to make you a better person. Period. Yeah. I mean, I can find tons of people to go hang out with. That's not a problem. And go wherever you want to go. But is that person going to make me better than what I am? Is that person going to challenge me in a way that I want to be challenged? Or uh, you've mentioned before. Uh, will will that person make me create and 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 make and make something create a new life, uh, create something good with the existing baggage you know, that I have and they baggage. Have. That is, that's a I didn't even think about that, but we all have baggage at this age. <clears throat> well, that's what you know. People use the term baggage, but to me, that means my kids, my friends, my parents, my job. You know, my relationship with my ex-wife. That's baggage. That's baggage. Uh, yeah. Sometimes uh, baggage is good. Sometimes baggage is bad. But we all have it. We all have it. So when you create this relationship in your 40s and 50s, you know, what I uh, make this akin to whenever I go out on those uh, online dates and stuff like that is a job interview where I have a set of questions that I have to get through and I have, and I'm going to score them on their answers. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. It's like, it is a job interview. And I know they're doing a job interview. That's why my, my first dates only last like 15 minutes because it's one beer and I'm I'm done. I don't need to waste any more time. Well, that's kind of me too. I, I, I kind of know like a couple, I know like in the first few minutes if I'm going to like you or not. Yeah. I can probably tell before you sit down whether I'm going to like you or not. And, yeah. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> well, do you know. Um, the you know the beer. Oh, beer. I have, I'm open a beer now. All right. Well, I'm going to keep on saving until later tonight. Yeah. We're going to have fun tonight. What are you drinking? A Lefty Lucy. Oh, yeah. Very good. I had that. My favorite. I had that last night. Okay. So, you know, I have this friend who made it clear to me and to others that he just wants to be friends. No commitment. He was honest up front about it. And I had a hard time dealing with that because I was wanting more. Mm -hmm. But now I kind of like it because it's like there's, I have fun, but there's no commitment. There's no consequences. It's kind of weird. Are you having sex with him? No. Okay. All right. Then it's a friend. Then it is a friend. Sure. Why not? But now I have another friend mm-hmm. 
who doesn't really like the idea that I have this friend. Yeah, that's his problem. Because he wants to move forward with our with our relationship. Well, that's your baggage. And so how does this person interact with your current environment? We'll call it the environment as opposed to baggage. Baggage has a negative connotation, but environment is what it is. You are a person, which is fine. You have multiple other interests and people that are involved in your life. It's it's the package. This so, other guy, the hero, is very resilient. Resilient. What does that mean? Um, he's able to conquer and do, he had some health issues, was able to overcome it. Sure. But is um, this the same person who doesn't like you having a, a male friend? Well, he doesn't like the idea of the possibilities of, of my male friend and I going further than just friends. He thinks there's a possibility there. Then you have to make a decision whether or not the resilient, uh, I can't remember the names of the people. Yes, the, the hero, the hero. The hero whether or not the hero is worth dropping the, the other dude. But I don't want to. That's the crazy thing. Okay, then there you go. Then that's your answer. Okay. Well, that, you know what? That was easy. Thank you, Dino. Oh, my God. So, Dino, um, what kind of mistakes do we make when we're dating? Uh, I'll tell you what kind of mistakes that you make. One, um, it's trying to recapture what you had before in your prior relationship. Oh, that so, is. Unless you, and I'd say this all the time, I see lots of people who get divorced or you know, somehow broken up or widowed or, and immediately find the next person and, and marry that person. And they're just trying to recreate what they had. And some people are okay with that. Uh, I have a, a colleague that I work with. Um, he got divorced and literally, I mean, before uh, I think the divorce was final, uh, within like two or three months, he met somebody else, married them and had moved on. And all of a sudden, Pictures on his desk that were of his kids are now of her kids. Oh my God, that's crazy. He's perfectly fine with that. And, and for me, that's uh, awful. That uh, is. Because of, because of the value I put on fatherhood, which, which we can get to later. Um, but for some men and some women, they just need somebody else and they're willing to fit into whatever mold. They're like jelly. And they'll go into whatever uh, contortion or hole that you desire to put them in. This guy, I think basically he needed someone to cook and clean for him. I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, he needed a house to live in and he needed to, to want to go home and want to be with somebody. He didn't care. Um, so about he was anything. like maybe fear of being alone? I think he thought that deeply. Well, it sounds like he didn't. <laughs> I, I think it was just like, oh my gosh, I have to do my own laundry. But if I get married now, now I don't. That's great. I'll just do that. Well, it would, it would have been uh, more convenient just to hire a maid, hire a chef. Jeez. I know. So that's what I think. So I don't know, but maybe, but you know, who am I to say that he's not happy? Perhaps he is. And perhaps I'm the one that's unhappy. I mean, uh, and, and, and I'm the one that, that, that should take the lesson from him as opposed to he should take the lesson from me. He's perfectly happy. He's been married three years now. Like, oh my gosh, how would that happen? That luck. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I'm luck. I, I think, I think this friend, um, missed a step and okay. that step is you have to be happy with yourself before you can make anyone else happy. So before you can, uh, go into a relationship with somebody new, you have to be comfortable with who you are. Now, that's what I feel. Now, this guy, maybe he feels that, or maybe He's just happy being 
uh, what I would consider an appendage on someone else's family. Are the biscuits ready? Uh, no, I have to. I'm gonna have to edit that out. Oh my God, we're gonna have to have because uh, what you're saying was beautiful. So I'm gonna have to figure out how to get rid of those. Well, you can leave the ding ding and the funny joke. Are the biscuits ready? Oh, the, here we go. That was funny as shit. Thank you, Dino. Because yeah, <laughs> I'm supposed to have humor in this podcast, right? Hmm. You know what? I don't want to take a lot more of your time because I know that we have things. We're going to go hang I'll out with some of I'll our best buddies. Okay, Dino, I really, after dating these characters yeah. that I was telling you about, um, the cool thing about this process of dating is I've um, the foreign thought of ever falling in love again is kind of now a little reality. I mean, this could happen where I thought that that could never, ever happen again, but it could, it can. What do you think about falling in love again? Well, <clears throat> I guess theoretically it could happen. Um, and I'm a little bit scared of that. Uh, uh, and I think it's from the experiences I've, I have had in, in my past as far as my, my relationship with my now ex-wife. Uh, one of those things where, gosh, I, you know, at the time that I got married, yeah, I would tell you, I was in love. This is it. This is fantastic. Yes, this is great. Uh, and then and then we weren't. So now the prospect of falling in love again makes me go, huh, well, wrong before. Who's to say I'm not going to be wrong again? So, so you're going to, that risk, you're going to, I couldn't imagine living the rest of my life without feeling that love again. Um, so I, I'm willing to take that risk. So you're, you're kind of, it sounds like no. you're kind of bordering on, uh, it's too risky. It's too risky no. to fall in love. Well, Kim, you're from, you have a different situation. You're, you didn't get divorced from your husband. Your husband unfortunately passed away. So you weren't wrong when you fell in love with Ron. Right. I, I, I was proven wrong. Okay. I can so get that. My sense of what I think love is that one time that it happened was wrong. So well I think we could both agree that um the situations are different, yes, but it's still devastating. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean I, I think it's devastating in different ways, but I think the 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 re the reloving is different, okay? Or the falling in love again. In my mind, what I feel is that uh if the if the algorithm that I use to decide whether or not I was in love or not uh gave me the answer that I was in love and then 15, 12 years later, I realized the whole thing was a sham and, uh, and I was bamboozled, then that algorithm is now incorrect. I need to find a new way. In your well, situation, you learn. well, what lesson? I don't know which lesson it is. Well, you know, algorithms, AI, they teach themselves. Okay. Yeah, well, that's only one iteration. I, I've only had one iteration. Okay. Well, uh, I think that I would well, again, I was going to I was going to say it, talk to you about your situation. In your situation, I don't think you were wrong. But I think you have an added uh, obstacle for falling in love. Really? Yes, I do. Um, so for me, I just look for the opposite of what of what I was um, of, of who I was with. Or okay. I know what things made me what what made me leave, and therefore those are top on my uh, job description. For better or for worse, whoever you go out with and meet and be with will always have, and let me restate it, whenever I go out with somebody, 
I make a comparison to my ex and they always pass with flying colors. Okay. Because the bar was really low. Uh, you, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Right. For you, however, you have to compare them to Ron and that bar is really high. Extremely high. Almost unfair to anyone that you date that they will never put as Ron or better. So that's your added burden that, that you're giving to whoever you're dating. You know, my counselor didn't even tell me that. I'm glad you helped me process this because that is, I never really thought that that is an added burden. That is, yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. Thank you for sharing that with me. You're welcome. Well, Dino, this has been awesome. We um, have spent some time together. I got to know you a little bit better. Thank you for taking your time to, to talk with me about this. Absolutely. And, um, my pleasure. You have a fantastic day and I will see you. Thanks, Dino. All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye.